Happy Halloween, trick-or-treaters, dreamers, campers, suspects, deadites, and friends till the end. What you're about to hear is a clip from our latest installment of The Rental, which sees your Halloweenies tracking down William Lustig's 1988 action slasher maniac cop. So, how do you hear the full thing? Become a member of our Patreon, The Rewind. You can find a link to the description of this episode, or you can visit www.patreon.com slash Halloweenies pod. Hope to see you there so we can give you one more scare. I did a little deep dive on uh, Jay Chataway, who is responsible for, I mean, we talked about him. I thought we had talked about him before, but what we had actually done was talked about him over on the Losers Club because we did Silver Bullet and he did the music for that. He also did the music for Maniac uh, and Maniac Cop 2. He does the Maniac Cop 2 rap. Which is the most notable thing he's oh. ever done. We will get that. we will get the Maniac Cop too. <laughs> we, we have to. We've been talking about it so much on this one. We've got to do the movie at some point. What, who's doing the actual rapping on that? Is it Czar or, or the? <laughs> it's not Czar. It's Although, not Czar. No. So, so uh, Robert Czar is a musician, which we'll discuss later oh, in the right. show. That's I right. promise you that. Well, Jay Chataway, for me, I got to throw it out. He he did a lot of the music for Star Trek: Next Generation and. My favorite, Deep Space Nine. So uh, thank you, Jay. Did he do the theme? I, I love the Deep Space Nine theme. I don't know much yeah, more yeah. about the show, but I remember that theme no, even yes. as a kid being great. Yeah, he's responsible for all that stuff. It, it, you know, it's really, really good. If you haven't seen Deep Space Nine, it's, it really holds up. Uh, and I believe but, uh, Jay Chataway is featured heavily in Jay Blake uh, Fischera's books, Scored to Death. Mm, I think he does think some so. pretty in-depth interviews with him on yeah. that. Uh, yeah, I've listened to some interviews, and he just sounds like a really down, cool guy, just down to talk about everything, everything, down to you know, every, his humble beginnings with Maniac or whatever, you know, like, uh, which I think is a really good score. But it, the I think that the main theme here in the film is kind of cool because it almost has like that, like uh, a cop walking his beat, whistling to himself. Yeah. Yeah, it's feel? almost like militaristic in a way, almost yeah. like ceremonial, um, something you might play at a funeral. And I think there's a lot of sadness to it, too, when you kind of see what happens to him. I, I exactly. Think it works. Well, that's that's why the so there's a track called Flashback Montage. <laughs> they were going they were pulling out all the stops with the names for these tracks. <laughs> but Flashback Montage track on the on the soundtrack, it's basically the theme, but it's the it's it is the the flashback, right? It's the scene where things turn eerie, where it's you kind of get more of a demented, the demented point of view of Cordell looking back on things where you have like the the toy box kind of plunking uh, along with the theme uh, with like the strained strings staying constant beneath it. And I think it really sells that sequence late as it comes in the film and strange as it comes. Because like no point of view from Cordell, you know, not really. <laughs> Until I mean, that moment, kind of... and now we're all of a sudden we're like, wait, why are we? We're just like hanging out with Cordell in this warehouse, and now we're going to his flashback for this. Not someone else talking about it. Okay, I kind of like. I, do you guys think that? I mean, this maybe ties back to what we were saying about the movie being somewhat med- muddled in terms of satire and who you're supposed to sympathize with. But I don't know. Does that scene make you feel bad for him, or are you like? Because they still say he was. He was still. A, he was not a dirty cop in that he wasn't corrupt, but he was breaking the law and how, probably in how brutal he was being towards the people he was arresting. So I don't know. Um, do you feel bad for him when you well, see this that, sequence? That's an interesting note because you like to think in your head 
but he's doing this. He's like Jack Bauer, right? He's breaking these rules, but everything he does is in, in the name of good, right? And that these are truly criminals that need to be busted. But you do wonder, well, how many people did he did got in his way that maybe didn't deserve what they got from him? Well, too? that's and I think that that what we were talking about earlier, that's what rings more true in this scenario where it's like, I think that there probably were a lot of people that maybe didn't deserve it because he's killing innocent people now. You know what I mean? So like, why, why are we supposed to think that he only got the bad ones? You know what I mean? So I do, I, I understand where you come from, Dan. I I think that they, they do kind of make it seem like that. Like when he's kind of, he's like kind of like fetal position, like in the warehouse, you just see like his eyes or whatever. And he, he has this flashback. It's sad that he's gone this far off and when, but the problem is with, the, and again, it might just be down to budget, but when you see what happens to him, I feel like it doesn't seem that bad in the grand scheme of things. I mean, his face gets cut up, but you don't really see what I would think was, would just be like total body mutilation, right? Cause even down to his hands, right? When you see his hands mutilated, like towards the end and all that, I don't, I don't feel like you get the whole, the full gravitas of what has happened to him. It's also uh, quite possible I might just be thinking too much about a movie called Maniac. No, 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 Any interpretation is valid. Well, <laughs> to that point, though, Dan, you know, we watch a lot of horror movies on this show. It's a, you know, the Halloweenies horror franchise <laughs> podcast. And, you know, very few things I think really scare me. But one is going to fucking prison. Yeah. Especially for something you didn't do. And just... And being there with a bunch of people that you put away. Yeah, right? being trapped there—that's terrifying. I I think about like this how a long lot. do you think how long do you think Cordell lasted in there? A day? Oh, not, not long, long at all. I yeah, think. not long. I mean, I I always think about this. I think I would do okay in prison if it was like minimum security, and I just had time to read a lot i think the, i would make wait, the best wait, 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 of that what the fuck are you doing that you're going to minimum security prison? Like white collar crime Damn. like wait like if i was michael cohen or uh or the situation from jersey shore who they were incarcerated <laughs> together i would do well in that the prison. ego just on you to, to think that you wouldn't do some low rent shit you know yeah, yeah but i exactly. also love the idea that that dan just said that he thinks about this a lot because <laughs> <laughs> i always think about like well i love reading i really do and i would i would miss my family and friends of course <laughs> I would get a lot of reading done. Oh, so you're saying you you romanticize (laughs) being in a a low minimum security prison until you can get some more reading done? I really have dreams a lot about going to a low security prison. No, I should should stress, I don't think I would do well in like Rikers or Sing Sing. I think I would get (laughs) shivved probably pretty right away uh so i don't know this is horrible. i don't think like, i would and, do and well being going to prison that's awful no awful, I, I don't awful. think i would do well yeah. at all you know I, uh, I i do tend to get be able to get <laughs> along with many different people from many different walks of life but i still don't think that i would survive very long I, i'm i in, get in along with well people also but i'm i'm such a people pleaser i would probably just say yes to like every gang you know and then they would all hate me and, and kill me so yeah I, I take it back. I shouldn't envy uh, going to prison. It's horrible. I mean, being in solitary sounds pretty awful, right? Or maybe it's great. Yeah. I don't know. But I think I'd go crazy. Like, they don't give you no... books in solitary, I don't think, either. Yeah, no <laughs> books, no nothing. Just no. They, they throw in, like, It by Stephen King. It just hits me in the head and gives me a welt. <laughs> it hurts really bad. 